This is the podcast where we take our guests through the quirks of their retail habits, from the best of a bargains to the times of being completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. Hi. I'm Andrew O'Neill. This is False Economy. My voice is absolutely screwed through shouting and shouting all weekend. So I apologise if I'm a little bit scratchy. The voice you hear is, yes, they are back again. It is my guest co-host who's really making themselves at home in that chair, Andrew O'Neill. Hi, I know how to sit in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, as it's an audio experience, I can confirm Andrew is sitting Properly in the chair, I think. Yeah. Bit of using, a slump, but you're I'm right. using yeah. one of the armrests. And uh, me, for the people who haven't been listening, if so, where have you been? I'm Vic Slayton, consumer champion, shopaholic and occasional comedian. Right. So, uh, Andrew, we've sort of covered how you are. Phenomenally tired, um, <laughs> like uh, physical and spiritual level. Um, but I'm here and I've got a coffee. So, you know. We're going to be fine. The only way is up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I saw a video of you inviting the whole audience on stage at one of your Glastonbury shows. I, I did the cabaret tent at Glastonbury, um, which is an auspicious gig, um, but Elton John was on at the same time. So, <laughs> and yeah, everyone was there. I saw the everyone face. Yeah, yeah. And so the, 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 the massive cabaret tent was incredibly sparse. So I got them all to come and sit on the stage, turn my back to the room. And then you have density and proximity and it turned into a gig and it turned into an event. By the end of the gig, the stage was pretty packed. That's so much fun to get to say you've sort of been on a Glastonbury stage as well. They can now say that we gave them a sticker and a certificate. So they can officially say they've done it. It was a wicked show. It was really, really fun. No Elton John FOMO? No. I mean, (laughs) no. I once hitchhiked um, to, uh, I was hitchhiking to Leeds and I was picked up. The only woman who ever picked me up hitchhiking and I thought... It's, that's that's a bad decision on her part, um, you know. Like that's that that, that that's quite a, a risk she's taken. And I thought they'll find out something about on this journey. I'm going to find out something about her that kind of puts into context what is wrong with her, essentially. Um, and <laughs> why have you done this? Why have you? Yeah, why have you done this? And so we were chatting, and I was trying to get to the bottom of it. And she's very normal. She was she was dropping me off in Sheffield. She's from Sheffield. Didn't live in Sheffield. Lived in London. Worked in middle management in an office. Blah blah. I'm getting nothing right. Just very straight, very normal. And then I said, so why are you going to Sheffield? You see seeing family? She went, no, I'm seeing Elton John. I said, oh, okay. Have you seen him before? And she said, 39 times this year. Oh, this year. <laughs> this year. So she goes to every single show Elton John does that oh. she can get to. Oh, wow. She probably wasn't there because Glastonbury Glass- doesn't work like that. No, so, you can't just get in. <laughs> no, you can't just. But I really, but I really like. You've done a I've put the work in all these years for Elton. I do, my reward? I do genuinely think, though, <clears throat> things like that, if you get 100 marks in an Elton John trivia quiz, then you should have access to it. Like when we went to um, Secret Cinema years ago, my wife and I went to the Star Wars Secret Cinema. Oh, and that it was, was com- so good. It was completely and utterly amazing. And Stevie absolutely loved Star Wars. She's got a full-sleeve Star Wars tattoo. And But it was incredibly expensive, like prohibitively expensive. We could just about afford it. But I thought all those Star Wars fans who really, really love it, who can't afford it, there should be a system whereby every day they release 10 tickets for the people that get the most in a really difficult Star Wars quiz. That's how things That's like that should work. That's such a good idea. Like, you know, the Rolling Stones tickets are like 300 quid because that's it the guy that set it up is just a benign millionaire that loves films because i got tickets right. for free okay because he did a launch event in elephant and castle just gave the coordinates and you had to turn up to this event right. dressed in your star wars right, gear. Right. so that's how that i had to buy off amazon the day before <laughs> 
Has it gone south? Yeah. All started to go wrong at Moulin Rouge. Don't bother anymore. It's... But how... I mean, Moulin Rouge, that's just not... That's just going to be like a big burlesque night. And they're shit. It so. was like a big hen night <laughs> for a woman you didn't like. Um, <laughs> like 99% of hen nights. And I'll tell you a woman I do like. It's our next guest. <laughs> Again, like the effortless segue she into that. She's so uh, good at this. She's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I've been following her on Twitter for for what feels like a million years which belies our young age together so she's a journalist she's written I think two books we'll get into that and also you might have seen her on telly she gets brought on to do the common sense view and I think initially people underestimate and they'll book her and then she absolutely roasts them it is the magnificent Rebecca Reed. hello thank you so much for having me yeah, you get on the angry spots sometimes, don't you? I'm there so Ofcom doesn't shut things down most of the time. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what? Honestly, sometimes I get a message from a nice sort of hammy looking man from somewhere in the UK with a, a Union Jack profile picture. He'll say, oh, you know what? You changed my mind. And I think one at a time, chipping away, <laughs> keep working making the it. world a fractionally less evil place. <laughs> Yeah, you just keep popping up lately. It truly is fractional. I really do mean that. <laughs> so we, we, you are essentially the gammon whisperer. I am. <laughs> That's literally it. I stroke them. I make them feel safe yeah. with my nice middle class tones. It's all yeah, okay. All right. Gay yeah. people aren't trying to steal your children. <laughs> slowly, slowly we win them around. Yeah, it's okay to do drag queen story time. But yeah, you're always like the voice of reason. And in uh, theory, that's the, how did you that's get on game. that circuit? <laughs> um, I mean, so I was a journalist in the sort of like uh, outrage era slash, you know, the uh, economy of female pain. Just write about everything that's going wrong in your life and sell it to anybody who'll have you. Um, and then I started getting advice on the news because of that, and then started getting invited to do commentary. And then when GB News started, they um, asked me to come along, and I was very broke. Um, and so I said yes. And actually, I have to say, it's been a nice gig, and it does. Slowly, slowly, sometimes feel like you might be making a bit of a difference. Um, and I do kind of believe in the power of debate and sitting across from people you think are awful. And do I have to see Jacob Brismog every week? Yes, I do. But, you know, Oof. I have also talked to him about abortion briefly in the green room. And <laughs> I, maybe, maybe it's better to have the conversation. I don't know. That's how I justify it to myself. A bit like yeah. shopping on Amazon. You find a way to make yeah, it okay. It's like, yeah, my version of what I will do to earn money has changed since Edinburgh Fringe became expensive. Interesting. I'm like, oh, not vintage, not for me. That's for Huns. I'm like, now it's me. <laughs> I know every, every printer shop in this local area. That's why I can't sell things on vintage because going to the post office is my work. Like, there's nobody in this world I'll go to a post office for. I will not help you move house and I will not go to a post office for you. I will, I will give you my eggs, absolutely. I do surrogacy before I go to the post office. I won't do it. I did ask that at work once because uh, my friend Dominic and his husband were looking for surrogates and there's a long waiting list and I was like, I could host a baby. Um, I reckon. It would be a good health mm-hmm. kit for me. I might get healthy and I asked at work if I would be entitled to maternity leave and they said no I was like but I have the baby there's no rules against what you do with the baby if I had it why didn't I get my holiday my free holiday also would they have to know could you not just have it and then be like I don't want to talk about what happened yeah that could have been the best deal I've ever got but you know what we don't want to know about mine we want to know about yours (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned for top tips for surrogacy mums (laughs) you can't get paid for surrogacy in the UK so it's pointless I lost interest really quickly when I couldn't have the free time they can give you like they can give you 850 quid or something I've had a baby 150 quid is that's nowhere not enough, is no, it? That's not. 850 quid a minute. I had to be sober for 10 months. <laughs> not a single cigarette. The in, well, two not a cigarette. Single the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Not a single cigarette, no. The day I found out I was pregnant, I did have one little cigarette to say goodbye, and that was the end of it. <laughs> 
best bargain. Come on, give it to me. Um, I think probably ever, and I'm so I'm not one of those people who can go to a charity shop and find good things. It doesn't happen to me. I go to charity shops. It's literally just M&S jumpers from the eighties. But <laughs> I went to a charity shop in Clapham fairly recently, and I found a Hugo Boss trench coat for forty five pounds, and it was perfect. It fit me, and it was stunning, and it was the best thing I ever purchased. I've actually have only worn it twice because I'm scared of it, <laughs> which <laughs> maybe how it ended up there. <laughs> yeah. And I don't believe in keeping it for best. I hate keeping things for best. Yeah, I'm very yeah. anti it. But that was um, that was a real high point of my life, and I, I should talk about it more because I think it makes me sound like a cooler person than I am. What color is it? It's a sort of like slightly warm taupe. And I, and I think probably the yummy mummy who bought it didn't realise in the lights in Hugo Boss that it had a, like it was more apricot yeah, right. than it was cream. Got it home and was like, oh no, a disaster. Straight to the charity shop for that. Um, but I'm grateful to her for that because, you know, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe she read about the fact that Hugo Boss designed the Nazis' uniforms. Maybe. But you know what? I was going to, if it was black, then I'd sort of start to... Black mm. like, why is it such a good Skulls on the lapels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, skull buttons. It's leather, actually. Um, right? No, it's not really. No, okay. no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Come with free jackboots. <laughs> oh it's got some documents in the pockets. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't looked at them closely. So why are you scared of it? You just don't want to wreck it's it? It's just a... Yeah, it's, it's, a, it, it's an incredibly expensive item that I... Well, I'm sort of not worthy of, and also because I have a small child whose favourite hobby is to chew things and then rub them into me. Right, um, yeah, yeah. and I often will go out in all white outfit and be like, I realise I try to pretend that I don't have kids, but like this is <laughs> really committing to the lie. Oh, you should see what it's worth on eBay. Then you'll get a sense of what the resale <laughs> yeah, value is. Uh, yeah, I'm the trying. Burberry to... trenches on eBay are worth nothing. Like very, very. It's weird. You I think people don't trust they're real because yeah. I got. I was selling a bag that I won in a, a marketing wankers raffle. <laughs> It was worth £550 and I appreciate because she was like, what's the provenance of this? Where did you buy it? And saying I won it in a raffle. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I found it under a toadstool in my garden. Like, it's <laughs> akin to that. And uh, I didn't know how to prove it to her. I was like, I, I know it's I work in media, that's why. <laughs> exactly. I was like, Google media agencies, we're all assholes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I sold it for 120 quid in the end and I was devastated. Okay, so next question. What thing have you had to buy that you've resented spending money on? I mean, I resent... Respent? I resent... Ooh, respent? Is that for... No, respent. No. It is think, now. We usually... Oh, get, portmanteau. <laughs> We're writing an article about this. One of us has to do it. Respenting. Um, <laughs> I would say probably the thing I resent spending money on most is hair removal. Um, I just like the idea that you have to go to a place and then pay a woman to cover you in hot wax and hurt you and then leave. <laughs> it's so like demeaning. And I was, I became single again, having been in a relationship for 10 years in January. And obviously hair removal 10 years in is, you know, I, I would see my bikini wax and she'd be like, oh, is it holiday time of year? Um, <laughs> <laughs> happy holidays. Bikini. Just that, yeah. front, just that oh, one strip, please. Talk to yeah. me again this year. Um, whereas obviously become single, you've got to, standards have to be higher. Um, so I went to go and get a wax and obviously cost of living crisis has hit everybody. Apparently wax is more expensive now because the, the full gamut of hair removal was 75 British pounds Oof. and it hurt and I came away feeling sad and also in the full knowledge, I'd be back in 28 days. So yeah, oh, I resent it. I hate it. £75 pounds a month. Yeah, yeah. That's the real gender pay gap. The 28, I've never been <laughs> waxed. And I, as, a, as a non-binary, femme-leading non-binary person, do a lot of fucking shaving. But yeah, you say you're very it. not assumed. I know. Yeah, I was no, I'm, I'm lucky. I was like, I'm lucky. This is, this is sex but I've been, considering, I've been considering a wax before Edinburgh. 
Mm. Um, just my legs, maybe my chest. The chest, cre- the chest creeps up because my chest is tattooed as well, so I don't notice it. And then all of a sudden, I go, "Oh no!" Um, <laughs> it's got a beard. But a twenty-eight, a twenty-eight day cycle. That's when you have mm-hmm. to, you have to do it every month. Basically, I mean, again, this is early days new relationship trying to con somebody into loving you. Sure. Later down the line, <laughs> yeah. very different rules. <laughs> it's constant yeah. early, early days. We're, we're trying to give the impression that I'm like, you know. I can do. do this for my, myself. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I always do this. I get facials for myself. I I wear matching underwear all the time. All yeah. lies. Please don't listen. And have you tried other all the other methods of yeah? Hair so, but I, but ultimately, I resent the free money options. anyway. <laughs> there are no, there are no free options. Razors make me angry and are <laughs> bad for the environment. Hair <laughs> removal cream makes me angry and smells terrible. Oh, it's that is frightening as well because I I tried some and I was too scared of it, so I washed yeah. it off too soon, and then I didn't want to touch my hair all day That's, in case yeah, I touched yeah, my right. eyebrow my hair and it all came out so, so the one I couldn't wash my hands enough I, that day it was not worth it honestly it's like Lady Macbething it and I was, <laughs> you, put, you put it on and I'm then you so get in the stressed. shower and then you go to wash your hair and you're like oh my god what have I done why we've did all, I do this we've all seen the episode of Gossip Girl where they throw nair on the girl's hair and it all melts off like that's one of my worst nightmares I have several quite complex worst nightmares but that's one of them so yeah. I was the exact same terrifying so yeah. hair removal cream not worth it for the borderline OCD and they give you a little plastic paddle that you're supposed to like scrape it off mm. with and it just it's it's a and I lost it and I used a credit card and it was just bad time like everything about hair removal cream has not been an enjoyable experience <laughs> we can go to the moon but we can't get a receptacle that scrapes off hair yeah I mean it? realistically what we should do is accept that people grow hair and get over it but like <laughs> that's not happening to me today so yeah that's probably the thing that I, I think that's, 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 that's valid yeah that and uh, babysitters because even though it's the best money you can spend in the world great childcare is obviously amazing <laughs> it's just the Good caveat. Like, <laughs> I've paid £70 to go to a dinner with two women I don't like that much uh, <laughs> <laughs> name names come on <laughs> who are they people listen to this will be like is she talking about me if you're thinking it yes I am <laughs> I went really hard on Hen Weekends on a podcast I did recently and I was like I hope Becky's not listening <laughs> I've done the same thing it's about her it's so true. <laughs> so, on to who social media thinks you are. What are your targeted ads like? Do they know you? Uh, um, Do they surprise you? So, I had a real spiral the other day where I was thinking about my posture not being great and how I needed to improve my posture. And then, honestly, about an hour later, I got a targeted ad for the, a harness that makes you sit up straight. And I didn't say it to anybody. I only thought it. And then I was like, okay, well, look, I'm, I'm Rebecca's terrified. wearing a tin hat. That is everyone. quite worrying. And then my, my, my writing partner and best friend has a rucksack. And it's not a rucksack that I care for particularly. I think it's fairly hideous. And he regularly turns up with it. But I've started getting targeted adverts for said rucksack. And, I've, and I may have once been like, you're a loser and that's a really lame rucksack. But other than that, I've never... It's a really lame snow and rock rucksack, maybe. <laughs> I want to know more about the rucksack. Uh, it's, just, he, it rock? it's one of those ones where he's really pleased with it because it's got loads of Compartments specially for things. Okay. Like it's so like like there's a slot for his laptop and there's yeah. a slot for his charger and yeah. it's, it's a padded with straps. It's just it's just it's a it's a hideous item. Um, <laughs> for and it's it's for the sort of guy who'd be like watching Glass of Retail Eleven and then driving his Volvo to pick up his teenagers from a party. That's and that's not his life. So I don't know why he has the rucksack for that life. <laughs> he might aspirational. It's an aspirational rucksack. <laughs> I mean, truly. Um, luckily, actually, I've just remembered he hates podcasts, so I think we're fine. Um, <laughs> we're not <laughs> we're all podcasts all podcasts everyone referred- you care about will not listen that's <laughs> yes. quite something <laughs> you're really banking on that <laughs> hallmark of my life um, but yeah and then also those bras that um, sort of start from your like navel and go up to the back of your shoulders for uh, like 
older lady boob support. I'm getting those all the time. Yeah, I'm 31. I think that's a bit unfair. I'm not quite ready for them. I mean, I've had, obviously, I've had a kid. Like they're not what they once were, but I don't need the like life. They look like life jackets. <laughs> I'm not ready. Do they have a whistle and a, a, <laughs> oh my God, a light great. that starts Could going that off be? in salt water? <laughs> That'd be really something. <laughs> the end of Titanic, me in the single sea, just blowing weakly into my whistle. Exactly Someone right. save me. <laughs> but this is that same, this is that whole gender thing. You know, if men had tits, then that's what bras would be yeah. like. They'd be yeah. like tactical bras. <laughs> but there's a bit that breaks mm. windows and a bit yeah. that cuts through a seatbelt. Like a Swiss Army bra. I think yeah. maybe, Swiss Army bra, is yeah. this an invention? Should this be? I think, I think so. maybe this yeah. is here. Automatic adjustment. Yeah. Oh, imagine. Yeah. Like they can tell the pressure. You've yeah, got, yeah. That technology's got to exist. I know, now. right? You've you got like, to make them smaller. There's something if, if you start yeah. running, it becomes a sports yeah. bra. Or inflatables. If, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's all good. I love that. It's <laughs> like, like a little life, life jacket. In the sea. Yeah. Perfect. If you yeah, when you bl- it detects when you blush and it just yeah. gives you an extra an extra cup size. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's floating. <laughs> Amazing. Like pneumatic. <laughs> Late at night flattens them down. Right. <laughs> my fa- my favourite Twitter story that I've read recently is about a woman on her first day as cabin crew who accidentally deployed the inflatable slide and it's like the best thing. Is that thing. Oh, wow. inexplicably in the description it said the boat went off and hit a gay flight attendant. Yeah. I was like, why have you said that they were gay? That's a tautology anyway, surely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, You've just got to be you and B. In what world is that part of the <laughs> You're not ever getting on a plane again. You might as well slide down it. Just be like, <laughs> finger. Like, yeah. if I'd done that, I'd be like, right, yeah, I'm right. out. That is the quickest route out. Give me the fingers, slide away. Like, Straight in the cab. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what's people spend money on that dismays you? Let's talk about other people's put. Let's pull scorn on other people now. Well, we already have. We've started. Let's continue to pull scorn on other people's faces. I don't know if it dismays me, but I there was a sort of turning point in my probably mid late twenties where everybody else started to have money, and I was a journalist, therefore had infinite free time and never had to get out of bed, but not so much money. And I remember being really shocked that I would go to dinner and somebody would be like, oh, I bought a Mulberry. And I'd be like, you spent £900 on a handbag. We're 27. When did this happen? <laughs> and the other day, this incredibly nice girl who I genuinely really like, I was a bridesmaid and we were all putting what shoes we were wearing into the WhatsApp group. <laughs> and mine were £23 from ASOS. You know, again, yes, it is contributing to the heat death of the universe, but ultimately... I needed shoes. But the people um, are giving you a uniform to wear, you you know, yeah, exactly. make the cuts what you can. Actually, she was the dream bridesmaid. She was like, wear any dress you want that you've already got. And I did. But anyway, this other girl who is dreamy and I love her, put hers in, they were 650 quid. And I was like, that just seems like... And also, if you've done that once, you presumably have done it many times. You yeah. don't just have one £650 pair of shoes. So that really blows my mind. And I think I just... there's There's nothing that I can commit to enough like a, like rixo dresses are great but they're 200 quid they're unlined they're viscous so there's no like craftsmanship there it's the same thing you would get from h&m but it's from rixo so it costs four times five times more and i know that if i bought one of those i'll wear it once see a picture of myself that i don't like from a bad angle and then i'll put it in my wardrobe and never wear it again and i don't understand how people how people do that it blows my mind yeah cost per wear you'll never justify yeah, that, or never. Like that and the one that really shocks me is children's clothes so the oh, other day yeah, I went into baby yeah. Zara and I was like and I thought I'd be the kind of parent who the best thing about having a baby was dressing her up I thought that was going to be my best bit because I'm fairly shallow and really really easily bribed by Halloween pumpkin ethnic. baby that's the only thing I want See? a baby for I'm like, that's not a good enough reason to have a baby you can, put, you can put my one in the pumpkin <laughs> one day <laughs> in October I'll lend you Margo and you can put her in a pumpkin in a pile of leaves as well I'll sell them yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so they but like a, a normal 
normal little outfit from from Baby Zara is like 17, 18 pounds. And they only wear it for like three weeks. And they only wear it once because then it's going in the laundry because everything they wear gets destroyed. So there's far a baby charity shops where I go sort of quarterly and will buy for 75 quid, literally 75, well, almost literally 75 items. And I, it's, do other people not know about this? Do people love their children more than I do? I don't what know is what is this. Tell, tell, tell us more about this. It's just a charity shop for babies, for kids clothes. Where is that? Clothes. They, they're everywhere. My one's on Clapham High Street. Please don't go because I need it. Um, but you can go to the one in... We're going to bleep that out. My one's on. Please. <laughs> there are, just don't go to the ones in Ballam or Clapham, but everywhere else, you're super welcome to go. Um, but Or you can, but you just can't buy age one to two girls clothes um, but yeah it, I find that it, it just amazes me because it makes me feel like I'm less invested in my child than other people are because I will buy myself new clothes but I am a sta- fairly static size whereas she changes literally every day and will never remember what she's yeah. worn no and I don't really care about getting her dressed I, like, it's leggings and a t-shirt every day now I really 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 don't care <laughs> warm, I don't think warm enough Decent. Yes, yeah, yes. Not naked. Yeah. And uh, and, also, and nothing on the front saying things like, my daddy thinks I'm sexy or whatever. Which is- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I worked Dad, for... Uh, this way up, daddy. You know, this patronising <laughs> one. So it's yeah. like, this is the arm hole. This oh, is the- gosh. But I used to work in the children's school uniform department at Harrods, which admittedly, that's a very rarefied stream to be in. Because yeah. it's not only being privately educated, we're being privately educated at schools who sell uh, uniforms at Harrods. But, and, and we were on commission. So these parents are coming and they'd be like, how many blazers do we need? And I'd be like, well, you could get away with one, but lots of parents like to have four. No parents need four. Hmm. You can buy one blazer and it'll last you the entirety of your school career. But they're 150 quid each. If you sell four, I've made 60, I've made six pounds extra in that hour. Self-fulfilling as well. Because if you've been mugged off into buying four, you're telling other people they yeah. need four. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. You're not, exactly. not warning it. Sudden massive blazer inflation. Yeah. <laughs> sort of covered some of it but like in terms of rip off merchants what's the worst you've ever been ripped off it can be monetary it can be I mean (laughs) 10 years of marriage Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean so so many so many things I am such a connable person I'm so gullible and I believe everyone I think my worst was that I um, bought 10 blazers (laughs) (laughs) put the school uniform on for the pivot (laughs) I tried it on I thought I looked nice and then I thought I needed six Um, my worst one is more of a like a service than a good but I um, you, I think you probably saw my five day Twitter rampage about this but when I first moved to my current house I had to get various stuff done and so I was in, I was like a little princess I had never lived alone I'd never done anything I went yeah. to boarding school university older boyfriend older husband no idea totally incompetent and I was like it's fine I can do this and then something broke I think the sink got blocked because apparently you can't just put everything down the sink <laughs> I've heard that so this is a I, steep, I this is a steep was, learning curve I thought curve, it was right? a myth I thought it was a bit like not flushing tampons mm. I thought it was like well everyone does it we just pretend we don't oh. um, it turns out uh, you don't um, so I had been putting coffee grounds down the sink because I thought well if anything it will push everything else through um, so then, <laughs> that's how it works digestively yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> Wet wipes are good for the drainage system. <laughs> it cleans them from the inside. <laughs> it says wet in the title. <laughs> Antibacterial. I think mean, I'm putting my makeup down the sink, so I need to put a yes. wet wipe down to chase it. I was it. being very negative about this. I think it makes good sense. <laughs> so anyway, I rang this plumbing company and I was like, hi, um, listen, I've got no idea what I'm doing, but I think my sink might be blocked. Is there any chance you could pop over and fix it? So a man came over and, fixed, and started to fix it. And I was like, oh, how much is this going to cost? And he was like, oh, it's 350 pounds an hour and I was like well that seems like quite a lot but I suppose it couldn't possibly take more than an hour <laughs> it took 62 minutes 
Seven hundred and something pounds. <gasps> oh, that's plus so... VAT. Oh. So I was like, oh, that seems a bit unfair because you were, you went to a van for ages, <laughs> and then you were standing in my garden taking pictures of the pipe for a bit. And like, that, come on, it's two minutes. And he was like, no, it's, that's. And so I then rang the people and, and said, listen, this this feels a bit un- unreasonable, and also that like, feels like a racket. It's basically well, a ground to unlock my yeah. thing. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he, he didn't do like the best job because I had to have it redone a week later. Um, so I think you not by the same people. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call Pemlico Palmas next time. No, I didn't. Do I, you get your money back? No. So no. what did they say when you rang them? Lol, you're an idiot. Um, Why didn't you get a written quote? And I was um, like, I just trusted you. And they were like, well, that sounds stupid, doesn't it? And then he sort of threatened me a bit. And I was, and then I went to the full Karen and I was like, please don't threaten me. And then I was like, and then I had an internalized conversation about like, the Karen thing is difficult because now I feel like I can't say anything because I want to be that kind of woman. But actually, does that make it a sexist trope? That's, that, yeah. Anyway. Went around and around on that for a while internally while this guy was like, can you please pay me? And he wouldn't leave until I paid him. <gasps> oh, that's he was really in intimidating the house. as well. So he was standing yeah. there by the front door being like, I'm not leaving. Um, so eventually he left and then I made a complaint and it all went back and forward. And Did he have a little card reader with him then? Because presumably he no, didn't have No, I had to transfer and it was a very dodgy. That's so dodgy. And it's like an umbrella company that's got like nine different... And they basically when they get enough bad reviews on Checker Trade, they just change their name to a different company. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, basically I learned... It was it was actually a good lesson because it was about the fact... I, I was always going to fuck loads of stuff up when I had to live on my own for the first time ever. And this was a big one. So it taught me about the importance of getting a quote and negotiating people first. And also, I think it was um, it was fairly humiliating, but actually what was really nice is I was talking about it on Twitter and it had so many people replying saying the same thing had happened to them or that, and, and basically it's an easy mistake to make. People usually do it at 25 rather than 31, but still people, it, it, I felt very reassured that all of us have been in that position. Well, not all of us, but lots of people. Yeah. And with your voice, you are then broadcasting to people, don't fall for this. Yeah, and I think my job as a human is to talk as loudly as possible about all the ways that I fuck up in any given week. Yeah. Because other people may at some point not do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And even just feel better when they do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, it is time for the notoriously not quick fire rounds. <laughs> <laughs> How this works is I'm going to give you three miscellaneous items mm-hmm. and you're going to tell me how much you think they cost. You're playing against Andrew, who's playing for the house okay. team today. And I'm really, really bad at this. Okay. <laughs> I think you were pretty mid-table, actually. I mean, I demonstrated yeah, okay. that I'm not the most worldly person who's yeah, ever existed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but this isn't for people who are worldly. Oh, <laughs> this is for people who are permanently online. So you oh, might have a chance. I am um, chronically online. <laughs> right. Okay. A first edition bond. First editions of books are renowned for being rather pricey. So we want to know how much you think a first UK edition of Ian Fleming's eighth James Bond novel for your eyes only is worth on the book collector's website, John Atkinson's Books. The copy is described as in very good condition and it is from 1960. It originally cost 15 shillings, but I can give you a clue. It's more than that now. Is it hardback or is it paperback? Um, Probably paperback. I think they're all paperback. If I have not read that out, I do not have that information. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a dick, Rebecca. Um, £78. It is hardback, yeah. I think £800. £800. I've gone £78. I think first editions from the 60s are quite valuable. I think Bond has a collectability to it. It's in good condition. It's not signed or anything, is it? But it's no. in good condition. I'm going for £800. 
point, Andrew. It will cost you a cool £1,250. James Bond fans have got a lot of money. £78 quite far away from me. So if you find one in a charity shop, (laughs) keep keep a lookout for your Ian Flemings. Um, The next lot on the bill is an anvil. An anvil? Yeah, we only really see anvils when they're being dropped off a cliff onto someone's head in cartoons. But how much do they actually cost to bite? There's actually one at the anvil chorus. I went to Classic of M Live and... A man's literal job was to bang an anvil. And I was like, do you know what? I could do that. Like Maxwell's, <laughs> and the Beatles on Maxwell's Silver Hammer. Where are they selling the anvil? Uh, it's it's a classic anvil. Okay. We found it on Hot UK Deals. How big is it? Uh, right, let's, let's so see. classic anvil it's size. single big cast iron <laughs> anvil. One times it's, anvil. It's one anvil. <laughs> Bolt down pattern. It's grey cast iron. It's got an oblong working surface and is 120 by 65 millimetres. I think an anvil is probably quite expensive. Yeah, I reckon so as well. Because yeah. it's a buy once. <laughs> you only <laughs> need to buy it once. It? Unless you are in fact dropping it off a cliff. Yeah, they, don't, yeah, so. they don't go off, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go £900. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go six hundred pounds. Uh you could get one for as little as thirty-two pounds sixty-four. No way, what? Good oh my god, news. I can buy so many anvils. <laughs> so you get a point, but you, you don't deserve it. Oh, no, I don't deserve it. No, I was way off. I told you Sometimes I wouldn't. Be I think guesses could be so way off that no one gets a point. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's I bet the postage though. We can't yeah. change the rules at this point, not so late in the game. Uh, go home and buy an anvil. <laughs> it would really stress out here who keeps the scores, so we need to keep the rules consistent. Yeah, but the postage on an anvil's gotta be sky. More than nine be, pounds. Yeah, yeah. Forty-five I bought, kilograms. That's I, gonna. Hurt. I bought a, a, a tree a stump for chopping wood, and that got delivered to me. And the guy's like, <laughs> "There you yeah. go." How yeah. much is a tree much? stump for chopping wood? Can't remember. It was about thirty quid. Okay, so about the same as an anvil, in fact. Yeah, right. Yeah, I could have got an anvil. You should have. No, you should have been able to make that judgment. The same. <laughs> Forty-five kilograms. Yeah, it's probably four hundred pound postage, but that's not the answer I've got on the card. <laughs> so. <laughs> And finally, uh, Taxi de France. The Tour de France cycling race starts soon. It's a grueling course that covers 3,404 kilometres. And uh, how much would it cost in a taxi? This is a... Right, is it an We've Uber worked this out or? by taking the average cost of a French taxi per kilometre and the distance of the race. So... Also, if you were to taxi to France, in France and in Italy, <laughs> if they can't get a fair back, you have to pay both. So it would, in reality, cost you twice as much. Often. We're gonna we're gonna but go for the, the journey standard. Yeah, standard journey, not including return. So what's the uh, uh, remind me the length of the Tour de France? Three thousand four hundred four kilometers, two thousand one hundred fifteen miles. That's a really long bike ride, isn't it? And a lot of it's uphill. <laughs> it's quite long, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, there's quicker ways to do that. A taxi. I've been, I've been watching Race Around the World and the amount of times they resort to taxis. They're idiots! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Except- You'd love it. It's on the BBC if you haven't mm. watched it. It's good fun. I'm working... So it's three. It's three and about three and a half thousand kilometres. <clears throat> yes. So if you did 300 kilometres an hour... No, wait, that's not a speed that humans can do. <laughs> I'm trying to do a GCSE math. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. Okay, so 100 kilometers an hour would be Andrew's quite fast. on a bike. Rebecca's in a taxi. <laughs> she fucking is. Um, I'd watch that show. And it's a euro, about a euro a minute. How many minutes are in a day? This is hurting. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> But it's, it's distance, not time, isn't it? Do you know what? Here's an idea. Let Andrew guess and then just go higher yeah, lower. That's, <laughs> that's been my that's mistake. That's not how this... That's not, no, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not prepared for that. I'm not, that's not how this works. What followed was four minutes of silence. Rebecca's gone first twice. It's your turn. <laughs> I reckon... So I basically... 
I reckon 10, 12,000 pounds. Okay. How, okay. What that you seems say? like a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 1,200 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. How long does the Tour de France take people to do? <laughs> Like a day. Okay, twelve thousand twelve hundred. Um, we well, you were on the right track actually yeah. with the kind of like a pound a, yeah. a mile because it it's one point nine three euros per kilometer, okay. which makes it five thousand six hundred forty two ninety nine. Uh, okay, someone do the maths. Who's one? <laughs> oh, I won. Yeah. Yay me! There we go, 2-1 then. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think either of finish, us should it? be proud of what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> these, mean, are, these are Pyrrhic your victories. Your first yeah. one, I'll give you. The animal and man. No one should feel good about themselves today. We're laughing and learning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Math of it. If people want to follow your journey into um, household independence, Rebecca, yes. where can they find you? Um, they can find me on Substack, uh, which is called This Is Me Trying. Or I actually subscribe to that. Thank you. Um, yeah, or Twitter. I'm Rebecca C. N. Reed. It's a good day for you. The money went out. I think today. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Get half a pint. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> and yeah, where else? So Twitter. Yeah, so are... Twitter. Rebecca C. N. Reed. Instagram. Same thing. Um, and uh, I, I write books. So if you, I mean, I write thrillers. So they are in no way, anyway, near what I've behaved like today. But you know, if you like reading, they're on, they're on Amazon, <laughs> or you can get your nice local bookshop, or your local library to get it for you. Yeah, have you got any new ones coming out? Or because have you done two? Five. Five. Um, I'm currently I'm screenwriting now, so I'm taking That's a break from exciting. books, which is really, really, really fun, and I'm loving it. Um, but yes, I'm I'm working on the same book I've been working on for three years, and I said I'd deliver it next week, and I haven't finished it, so that's what I'm doing this afternoon. All right, Rebecca's going to write a book. Andrew, if people <laughs> are enjoying this and want to see more of you, uh, Andrew and your comedy to find me on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing the Edinburgh Fringe this year, a show called Gebera, and touring that, and also I have a podcast called The Inadvisable Trapdoor that is surreal and ambient and strange and not like anything else that people do. That is very true. <laughs> I'm also really at Edinburgh Fringe for the whole run at the stand. Search of exciting. There are two shows there. Right, that's that's it. We've reached the end. I'm quite sad, actually. I know. I was like, oh, it's really like, fun. We'll take this to the pub. Uh, <laughs> I wish. As ever, thank you to the listeners for listening. If you enjoyed it, please rate it and review it and tell 10 friends about it and then tell them to tell 10 friends. Tell 10 enemies, to be honest. You know, Tell people who you think will hate it. Our friends are mostly the same thing, right? I just want them to feel. <laughs> I just want them to feel something. Thank you, Rebecca, for being our brilliant guest. And thank you, Andrew O'Neill, for being our guest host today. Thank you, Vix Layton. Also, if you didn't enjoy it, you have 30 days to return this podcast for a full refund, but you didn't pay for anything to listen to it. So uh, just think about your choices if you want to do that. (laughs) 